Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 25 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We're reading Acts chapter 3 today, and our focus is on the signs of a true minister of Jesus. So thanks for joining us for Bible 2021. You can check out our webpage at Bible2021.com, and I hope you do. We are a daily 10-ish minute podcast where we dig into the truth of God's Word one chapter at a time. Welcome to new listeners in New South Wales, Australia, Western Australia, Para State, Brazil, Wales, United Kingdom, London, England, West Bengal, India, New York, New York, Chattanooga, Tennessee, and Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. Thank you for listening. Thank you for checking out our website, Bible2021.com. So I am the pastor of a Southern Baptist church in California. And yes, that's weird. Um, maybe we'll change that name Southern one day. Um, but I am in Southern California pastoring a Baptist church. I've been in ministry for over 25 years. Most of those were serving in Baptist churches, but not all of that time. Some of my time has been at non-denominational churches with a charismatic flavor, as well as a Methodist church and a stint as a church planter with the Christian and Missionary Alliance. Now, I haven't seen it all, but I've seen a few things. For seven years, I served as a youth and teaching pastor on staff at a fairly large charismatic church that had several big-name ministers, big-name, not like hugely famous, so maybe medium to big-name, that would come and do conferences from time to time. Some of those pastors and leaders, I got to know a little bit, and some just kind of breezed through going from one church to another. After almost every meeting and conference with some of those uh, bigger-name ministers, I guess you could say, uh, it would conclude with a time of prayer and ministry and healing and various other things. Some of those ministry times honestly seem very genuine, and we would see long-lasting fruit and impact from them. And if I'm honest, others seemed a little flashy and maybe kind of shallow and showy. One guy that came through uh, that was one of the more famous guys that came through, he came through regularly, I pegged him as a charlatan from the get-go. He just seemed a little too slick and a little too popular for my tastes. Uh, he actually turned out, as near as I could tell, to be the real McCoy, a genuine man of God who loved Jesus and knew and lived by the Word of God. And I was honestly shocked the more I got to know this particular guy and realized that my sinful judgment of him mainly had to do with how he looked and how other people seemed so dedicated to him and hung on his every word. Those are external things. The man himself seemed genuine and faithful and even kind of humble, honestly. Now, I will tell you that I believe that God still does miracles. I believe that God still heals. I'm not at all a theological cessationist who believes that the gifts of the Spirit or the miraculous gifts of the Spirit have ceased. And my theological beliefs are not really based on experience and feelings. Rather, as near as I can tell, they're based on a careful study of the Word of God, which seems to to me to indicate that there's no biblical reason to believe that the Holy Spirit would cease working through certain means and certain gifts in modern times. Now, that said, I've seen a lot of fakes, a lot of hype over substance, and plenty of things that would cause skepticism in one who believes in such things. And honestly, if you've watched Christian TV ever, you've seen plenty of things that would cause you to be skeptical too. There's a lot of fakers out there, and maybe a little bit less of the genuine than I would like. An observation which brings us to the point and focus of today's episode. How can you tell a Christian leader, teacher, pastor, minister, evangelist is genuine or not? 
While today's Acts 3 passage doesn't directly address that question, it, by showing us the characteristics of genuine ministry, gives us an idea of what to look for if we listen and read carefully. So let's read Acts 3 now and see what kind of attitude and behavior we can see from genuine people of God. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple for the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. A man who was lame from birth was being carried there. He was placed each day at the temple gate called Beautiful so that he could beg from those entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter the temple, he asked for money. Peter, along with John, looked straight at him and said, Look at us. So he turned to them, expecting to get something from them. But Peter said, I don't have silver or gold, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. Then, taking him by the right hand, he raised him up, and at once his feet and ankles became strong. So he jumped up and started to walk, and he entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God, and they recognized that he was the one who used to sit and beg at the beautiful gate of the temple, so they were filled with awe and astonishment at what happened to him. While he was holding on to Peter and John, all the people, utterly astonished, ran toward them in what is called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he addressed the people, Fellow Israelites, why are you amazed at this? Why do you stare at us as though we had made him walk by our own power or godliness? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our ancestors, has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you handed over and denied before Pilate, though he had decided to release him. You denied the Holy and Righteous One and asked to have a murderer released to you. You killed the source of life whom God raised from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in his name, his name has made this man strong whom you see and know. So the faith that comes through Jesus has given him this perfect health in front of all of you. And now, brothers and sisters, I know you acted in ignorance just as your leaders did. In this way, God fulfilled what he had predicted through all the prophets that his Messiah would suffer. Therefore, repent and turn back so that your sins may be wiped out, that seasons of repentance Refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send Jesus who has been appointed for you as the Messiah. Heaven must receive him until the time of the restoration of all things which God spoke about through his holy prophets from the beginning. Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your brothers. You must listen to everything he tells you and everyone who does not listen to that prophet will be completely cut off from the people. In addition, all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel and those after him have also foretold these days. You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant that God made with your ancestors saying to Abraham and all the families of the earth will be blessed through your offspring. God raised up his servant and sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your evil ways. Great chapter. Let's start with our key verse, which is Acts 3, verse 12. When Peter saw this, he addressed the people, fellow Israelites, why are you amazed at this? Why do you stare at us as though we had made him walk by our own power or godliness? Now, I think this represents what should be the first sign of a genuine minister of Jesus. They know Jesus and they know that they are not themselves the source of salvation or healing or power or anything good, but they will quickly and without hesitation point people to Jesus. A charlatan or a fraud, on the other hand, will honestly seek more glory and honor for themselves. I'm not saying they won't use the name Jesus. They probably will but they'll seek to soak up and bask in more of the glory and adulation. We also see this dynamic quite clearly in verse 16, 
where the disciples explain in no uncertain terms that the healed man was not healed by them and not healed by the use of the magic word, but healed by faith in the name of Jesus. Verse 16 says, By faith in his name, his name has made this man strong, whom you see and know. So the faith that comes through Jesus has given him this perfect health in front of all of you. I'll let our special guest, Brother Charles Spurgeon, comment on the next great mark of a genuine minister of Christ. Not only will they deflect glory to Christ, as Spurgeon will tell us about, they will also be quick to proclaim the good news of Jesus. Spurgeon says, Turning to the assembled multitude after the healing, Peter began at once to preach to them the gospel without a second's hesitation. O blessed readiness of a soul on fire with the Spirit, Lord grant it to us evermore. Observe how earnestly Peter turns aside their attention from himself and his brother John to the Lord Jesus Christ. Why you look at us earnestly as though by our own holiness and power we made this man walk. The object of the Christian minister should always be to withdraw attention from himself to his subject so that it should not be said how well he spake, but upon what weighty matters, weighty matters he proclaimed. There are priests of Baal who with their gaudy dresses and their pretensions to a mysterious power would have you look at themselves as the channels of grace, as though by their priestcraft, if not by their holiness, they could work messenger miracles. But says Spurgeon, there are also true messengers of God who continually say, don't look to us as though we could do anything. The whole power to bless you lies in Jesus Christ and in the gospel of his salvation. It is noteworthy that Peter, in addressing this crowd, came at once to the very essence of his message. He didn't beat around the bush. He did not shoot his arrow far afield, but he hit the very center of his target. He preached not merely the gospel of good news, but Christ, the person of Christ, Christ crucified, crucified by them, Christ risen from the dead, Christ glorified by his Father. Depend on it. This is the very strength of the Christian ministry when it is saturated with the name and person and glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen to that. I could not have even close to said it to have said it that well. So thank you, Brother Spurgeon. Let us end with our memory verse for the month of January, Mark 1.15. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. May it be a blessed week for you, friends. Good day and Godspeed.